It's best if you don't reach out. The unexceptional late 30s male against COVID-19, genital herpes, and $18 an hour employment. For more adventures, visit my website, bestifyoudon't.com. I commit high school credit fraud in Arizona. Part 26. January. I become the yearbook teacher. The new year brought a quarter of the students back in the building, not because COVID-19 was under control, but because the Arizona governor crippled our local leader's ability to properly mitigate the pandemic. The governor sabotaged mayors and city councils back when he thought he had a chance in Trump's second term cabinet and continued to minimize COVID when he thought he could ride a MAGA wave into the Senate someday. More students in the building meant more waiting on vaccine stress for me. We opened the doors to students classified as special education or English second language, and still we mostly got the discipline challenges. Not only did probation dump a fresh handful of juvenile offenders on us, but parents fed up with their teenagers having unapproved friends over and just generally loafing around or having sex all day also added to the in-person attendance pile. Principal Hillbilly put us on the regular schedule where a third, a third, and a third of us worked different but overlapping shifts. The good news was that Miss Moon was in the first wave and I was in the second wave, so I didn't have to see her a full shift. Although teenagers lacked the ability to keep a face mask on properly, some of them were cool and respectful enough to add worthwhile conversations into my day. None of them particularly enjoyed the online curriculum or making all those clicks they needed to make for five hours every day, but they didn't hold it against us. They all had a story to share about how their efforts fell apart in regular high schools and why they were now looking to get that freebie high school diploma as soon as possible. I built up warm rapports with a lot of the students because of my counseling background and natural empathy, but if they needed true academic help in English, I usually brought Mr. Pecker over to see them. Sometimes I would feel guilty for the couple of students who hadn't yet discovered that all the answers to the entire online high school curriculum leased by the corporate business office and disseminated through the five schools were conveniently online and struggled with the ethics of just cluing them into the scam. If not nine students were cheating and flying through their classes, was I fair to allow one student to plod along attempting the material and questions? Another conundrum was that a significant swath of the students had forgotten how to be students and could easily spend their entire five-hour session on their smartphones. I tried to explain to them that running out the clock was only an accomplishment in a regular school, and if a student didn't, didn't finish a credit recovery course by the end of the school year in our charter format, then they had to start over next year. There was a rule of thumb that encouraged finishing 7 to 12% of a class per week if working on all five classes or increase the weekly percent per class worked on in lieu of the ignored class. Like if a student wanted to knock out all of math before moving on to science. Of course, none of the students followed our advice and just looked up answers on the internet until they ran out of steam for the day. Other ways they forgot how to be students included getting up without permission and claiming they were starving upon arrival. 
All of which was annoying only because Principal Hillbilly sent us harassing emails every time she saw a student eating at a computer or coming back from the restroom without a pass. My job devolved into redirecting students from their smartphones and writing them bathroom passes, exactly as explained to me in New Hire Orientation. Although Ms. Guerrero and Ms. Cat Gastro were fiercely possessive of their specific classes and the students currently clicking on them, Principal Hillbilly relentlessly told us that any and all students were always all of our students. So if a student asked me a math question and Mr. Dutch or Ms. Cat Gastro were not available, then I would still have to attempt to help. Students so rarely had academic questions because teachers weren't needed when all the answers were available online that when genuine Genuine student interest did ignite a stimulating discussion, the interaction attracted several of us. If a student asked me about Animal Farm because the book was in their English course, Mr. Pleats might come over with supplemental information about the Russian Revolution, followed by Mr. Spudspank showing up to talk about the science and technology behind farming. In one such event, our recently added student, Maria, was asking me and Mr. Spudspank how to approach the project due in Ms. Guerrero's class. I immediately offered to fetch Ms. Guerrero, but Maria begged me not to because, in her words, Ms. Guerrero's a bitch and talking to her triggers me. Maria's project asked that she write a few paragraphs on how two government agencies might work together in response to a natural disaster. Maria struggled with the internal motivation needed to fill up the blank page with sentences until Mr. Spudspang offered the brilliant idea to write about a hypothetical zombie apocalypse. I can do that, asked Maria. Why not, answered Mr. Spudspank, further explaining. The heart of this assignment is understanding the relationship between government agencies, so I recommend using the trope of a zombie apocalypse as a jumping-off point for how FEMA, the military, health and human services, border control, and homeland security might rally and respond. I nodded in admiration as Mr. Spudspank lit the spark of learning in Maria, and we walked off as she started researching and writing. The next day, as soon as Maria's finished assignment hit Miss Guerrero's grading queue, the ornery old history teacher let out a massive, What the fuck is this shit? Miss Guerrero went into full, spectacular meltdown. She demanded to know why Maria thought she could write about a zombie apocalypse in a serious school assignment. Maria, not wanting to implicate me or Mr. Spudspank, held her own for a few minutes while repeatedly warning Miss Guerrero to get the fuck out of her face. The profanity triggered Miss Guerrero even more, who then hollered and hollered for Principal Hillbilly. Mr. Spudspank was quicker than me, but the two of us bolted over to Maria and Miss Guerrero. I gave her the idea. I'm sorry, Mr. Spudspank frantically explained. This is not her fault. I thought we had a creative way to make the assignment interesting. I arrived for additional support and threw in my two cents with much more amusement than Mr. Spudspank. Ms. Guerrero, if COVID mutates enough, then we may need Maria's work as a blueprint for how to actually respond in a zombie apocalypse. Maria and I snickered while Ms. Guerrero went nuclear about how nobody at the Hummingbird Academy, not student, not teacher, not administrator, took education seriously. 
Except Ms. Guerrero forgot that corporate considered students customers and Principal Hillbilly dove into the scene and fired Ms. Guerrero on the spot. As Principal Hillbilly escorted Ms. Guerrero out of the building, Ms. Guerrero still ranting about all of us spending the year in opposition to her, Mr. Spudspank lost the color in his face. I can't believe I cost Ms. Guerrero her job, the science teacher struggled to come to terms. Nah, fuck that bitch, Maria declared. I had to agree. I had to agree that Ms. Guerrero picked a low hill to die on. Barely a mound, really. Most students submitted copy and pasted crap for their projects, but Maria actually spent a day working on a writing assignment. Mr. Spudspank, I assured him, you were a great educator and an inspiring figure. Principal Hibbley came back from firing Ms. Guerrero and yelled, Mr. Kincaid, you're the new yearbook teacher. Then she returned to her office and slammed her door, briefly reopening it to add, And I don't think Ms. Guerrero even recruited yearbook students, so you better fucking hurry. What the fuck? I asked aloud. Sucks to suck, giggled Maria. Funny, Maria. Welcome to the yearbook club, I jeered back. Ah, fuck. It's best if you don't reach out. The unexceptional late 30s male against COVID-19, genital herpes, and $18 an hour employment. For more adventures, visit my website, bestifyoudon't.com.